Hey there. Welcome to episode two of the Life Possible podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Barnes. I first off wanted to thank everybody for all of their uh, comments and best wishes after our first episode went out two weeks ago featuring Tuni Rafi. Uh, it was able to reach thousands of people and we got some really great feedback. So we're back to try again for episode two. Bear with us. We are a fledgling podcast and we're going to work our way through some, some technical difficulties yet again, but we are going to power through. The Life Possible podcast highlights successful clients, coaches, and clinic owners who have successfully used the Ideal Protein Program to reset their body, reset their mind, and reset possible. These individuals now have had life-changing experiences, and they are pursuing goals and dreams in life that they thought were dead and gone. They're pursuing dreams and goals they thought they never could. And some are pursuing goals they didn't even know they wanted to. In short, they're living life possible. A life so good that they don't feel the need to escape from it. A life so good they can't imagine going back to the way that it was before. It is my hope that through these podcasts, you might identify with and connect and find out that these are everyday people just like you and me but they committed to and saw the program through and changed their lives. So who am I? My name is Dr. John Barnes. I'm clinic director at Barnes Chiropractic Health and Fitness in Centerville, Virginia, a suburb, suburb of Washington, DC. Uh, five years ago, the Ideal Protein Program came to me, I truly believe is the answer to a lot of my prayers, both personally and professionally. You see, back then, I was obese, sick, and depressed, and I didn't see a way out. And then uh, one of my patients brought me the gift of the Ideal Protein Program. I discovered the true power of this protocol is more what it does on the inside than anything it does for us on the outside. It absolutely changed my life, and that change started very quickly in the program. Over the past five years, it's been my passion to research and understand fully how this protocol works and to truly reset your metabolism and change your life. I am now over 60 pounds down from my original weight, and I've been training and participating in the sport of triathlon after over 25 years of inactivity. So let's move on to our featured guest this week. Our featured guest this week is Lona Ichikawa. Lona is 63 years old. Last year, she started her Ideal Protein journey with us right here at Barnes Chiropractic Health and Fitness. Since then, she's lost over 60 pounds herself and has had some major health-related non-scale victories. Her heritage is Japanese-American by way of Hawaii and California. As an Army veteran, she served as a logistician and acquisitions officer, and she's retired after over 40 years of federal service. She has been spending her time now in retirement volunteering all over Northern Virginia at organizations such as the Lamb Center, Treasure Hound, True North Veterans Support, Bras, Stafford Intermediate School, and Gracing Spaces through Lord of Life Church. It is my pleasure to introduce to you the one and only 
Lona Ichikawa. Lona, are you there? Hi, Dr. Barnes. I'm here. How How is your day going today? It's going really well. I went to Walmart and bought me some skinny clothes. So I'm feeling very happy. <laughs> that, that's always fun, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. So I tell you what, um, you know, as the story goes, um, when the pandemic hit, uh, we had to make some changes at the office and, uh, Lona's normal coach, coach Lori, uh, she had to shelter in place. And, uh, as a result, um, I had the opportunity now to meet with Lona and be her coach over these past few weeks. Um, I've seen Lona as she's come in and come out and done her coaching visits with Lori. And she's always shared with me what's going on. Um, but I hadn't really truly sat down with Lona and had the pleasure. So uh, week after week, she would come in and she would say something that would totally blow my mind. I, I learned just as much from Lona as I hope she learned anything from me. Um, one of the things that I marveled at was how well you were handling the, uh, the pandemic experience. Can you tell us, um, you know, you gave me two concrete things that I was able to coach other people with, two concrete reasons why you felt like your experience had been different from most. My previous experiences in life has made me strong. My first one was between 14 and 17 years old. I was locked up for truancy and runaways. And my longest time in a detention home was 30 days. And when you're locked in a room, in a cell, or you're locked behind bars, it really changes inside of you and it really makes you strong. When I was in my late 40s, I joined, I volunteered to deploy to Baghdad. And when you're locked down on base and you got incoming mortars and small arms fires and you have to worry about IEDs, uh, again, you know, my, my, my faith got really strong and my mindset became stronger. So when you're in prison, whether it's a detention home or in prison on camp because you're in a war zone, it no way beats what's happening to, to me here. This is just me. So when the pandemic started and we were kind of like on lockdown, um, I had no problem with depression. I had no problem with anxiety attacks. I, I just had to worry about boredom, you know, fighting boredom because I'm always busy. I'm either training or volunteering at different things. So I was like, oh, what do I do now? So my two things that I concentrated on was I wanted to have structure in my day. And then I wanted to have meaning. So my structure was I do two prayer walks in the morning and two in the evening. And people send me prayer requests. And I walk around my apartment uh, complex. It's about 15,000 steps at the end of the day. And I'll pray for people. And if I'm not praying for people that are on my heart, then I'm just enjoying nature. We have different kinds of birds. We have snapping turtles. Sometimes I'll catch a fox running around. And so I'm, I'm just embracing nature. And God talks to me during that time. So it grounds me and it re-energizes my faith. So I do that. I uh, check social media for my friends. I'm always checking, hey, you guys all right? You're healthy? Do you need anything? I have DVDs. I haven't had TV since 1991. Uh, so I have like several hundred uh, DVDs in my collection. So I watch entertaining DVDs. I love Lucy, Designing Women, uh, Educational, <laughs> or Travel, or Sharks, or whatever. And then I do journal writing at night. I, I like to write my journal because you can be 
honest and vulnerable and you know you can talk about your fears and you have to uh, have people laughing at you and you can just let all the emotions out and then i i organize different parts of my apartment uh that trying to downsize and uh i do some reading and then i i do my my purpose my giving back i, I have to have that since i'm not doing my volunteer activities so as i do my once a week shopping and i'll shop for the hot items and uh, I have three nurses in my development. I have a new mother. Uh, and I have other friends that uh, have a hard time getting these items. So I'll put them in different piles and I'll either do a drop off at their house if they're local. I, I even, I'm going down Sunday to staff to drop a, a load off. And, or I'm sending care packages out. And then I write letters or cards to nursing homes. But, but once a week, I try to find a way to give back so that I feel like, you know, my life is, is meaningful. Yep. Uh, there was also, uh, you had talked about uh, writing cards to the people in the nursing homes. I, I thought that was fantastic. You know, you do, uh, much of your life revolves around going to volunteer at places. And when that was, uh, when all of that was shut down, uh, you didn't miss a beat. You found a different way to give back. And, and so both of those things, having structure, structure in your day, maintaining a schedule, um, as well as um, giving, giving the things that you do meaning and purpose. I coached many clients uh, after that uh, with those two things, and it, it's helped a lot of people already. So uh, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, how did you hear about Ideal Protein in the first place? I have a, a friend, Barb, who was on it. She lost quite a bit of weight, and it really improved her health. And she kept saying, well, no, you got to try this. And I kept pushing her off because I, I, I did it once. I, I had to lose 30 pounds for my hip replacement. And then I gained it all back after my hip replacement. So I was kind of skeptic on, on these things working for long term. So, um, what was the, what was the last straw? Why, what was that final thing that, that main why that, that made you after she had been asking you and telling you about it and you'd been pushing back, what was the thing that finally made you say, I have to do this? Uh, I like visiting uh, Longwood Gardens in Pennsylvania and we, my friends and I spent a day and a half there. It's a lot of walking, but a lot of flowers and plants to see. And uh, I was 189 pounds and I could barely walk half a mile, uh, half a block without panting and taking a break. My knees were hurting, my back was hurting. And I had to tell my friends, I'll meet up with you. You know, I'll meet up with you. And this was for a day and a half, uh, this went on. And so at the end of the time, I was so disgusted with myself and I was so angry and frustrated at how obese I was that I had to get back with Barb and find out about this plan. And I had a very similar experience uh, back when we went to Disney World uh, with my kids and as a family. And uh, I was the I was the baggage. I was the the anchor. They had all the kids. It's really embarrassing when your kids ask you, Dad, are you okay? You're limping. And I would have to say, you know what? I'm going to sit here for a while. I'll catch up with you guys. Let me know where you go. I, I totally identified with what you said there. Um, so then as you got started in the program, as happens for a lot of people, you know, we, we see the scale go down, we see the measurements change, but I think some of the more fun things that go on are the non-scale victories. Uh, what kind of uh, non-scale victories did you start to see as you, you started the program? 
the first was the clothes. Uh, when I started to see that I had to keep tightening my belt, my pants kept falling down. And it was kind of embarrassing because I almost lost it one time in the parking lot. So I went through three, <laughs> three, three new belts because I kept tightening them and they kept breaking after a while. And then I had to buy new T-shirts because they were falling on me like a tent. So it was really cool to see the difference in clothes sizes. I had like two X's blouses that I could finally get rid of. And I had 1820 pants that I could finally get rid of. Walking, I love walking my dog, but I could only walk half a block. Now we walk around the whole development without me panting or hurting. Um, I volunteer at the Lamb Center, and that's four hours on your feet. And I was always hurting and taking breaks. I could do that without any issues. So that gave me the, the uh, momentum to, to join Bracing Spaces, which is a lot of physical work and uh, carrying things back and forth. Uh, to the new residents for the new client. And then um, groceries, I, I had a hard time bringing groceries into my place. I was panting, taking breaks, and now I just zoom right in with my bags. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so those are fun, but uh, some of the, the larger, especially health-related non-scale victories, um, tell us about those. You've had a couple of really great ones, and and, and that seems to be something that uh, kind of changes your perspective, right? Uh, from a weight loss program to life change. Yes. Uh, when I came back from uh, my deployment in 2004, I was put on high blood pressure medication. And I was pretty much told I'd probably be on it the rest of my life. So once I got on this plan, I started this in May last year. And I was going to the doctor you know, several months uh, uh, intervals. And she was saying, wow, you know, you're really losing weight. She was checking my blood pressure, this and that. And finally, in March of this year, she took me off my blood pressure medication. And this has been since 2004. Oh, wow. Since 2004. So I know that was a big one. And then uh, a little bit later on, a month later, you had another one that seemed like it was even bigger. Yes. Uh, I was put on a sleep apnea machine. I've been on and off it since probably when I came back from uh, Baghdad. Uh, but I used to cheat on the old machine. You could cheat and they didn't know. So I wasn't using it properly. But I had to get a new one recently. And the new one is wireless. So they send the results to the doctor and to your insurance company. And you have to use it. So I've been using it. And, oh, it is, it is such a pain to use if anyone is on a sleep apnea machine knows. So when I went to my ENT doctor for a checkup and I told him I was an IDP, his eyes lit up and he said, I've got patients who's on that plan and they lost enough weight. They were off the machine. I could take them off the machine. I looked at him and I said, really? And he said, yes. I said, all right, I'm going to do it. So I, I was determined to eat the sheet and get to the point where he would take me off my machine. And in April of this year, he took me off my machine. And, and again, I remember that day when you came in the office, uh, you were so excited to tell everybody, and you did, everybody who was yes. in the office. Yeah. And uh, But I guess what I, I, I didn't understand uh, was the extra added stress that you were under uh, by the way that that machine was reporting back on you. Um, what, why were you so extra specially excited to get rid of it? Well, with the new machines, you sign a contract saying you're going to wear it majority of the time and if you don't then you're you they'll bill you for the whole machine and all the equipment 
So I and that's how much. Dragon. How much did you think that was going to be? They estimate about seven hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah, wow. one lump of seven hundred dollars. So and I know by that, removing that that weight off me, it was awesome. Yeah, I know that that was weighing heavily on your shoulders. That burden that you might have to pay. Um. So, you know, as we're talking about uh, these two different things, uh, your, your blood pressure change and getting off the CPAP machine, these are wonderful things. And we, we as clinic owners and coaches hear this uh, a lot from our clients. Um, and it's so exciting to me. That's one of the most exciting uh, parts of our coaching. Um, I think it's really important to understand that, in fact, um, the Ideal Protein Program is is one of the programs that is best suited to be able to make these health changes for you. Um, the real power of this protocol is in the metabolic reset that happens on the inside. Uh, this protocol is geared to actually change the metabolic problems that are related to many different health issues. Uh, a couple months ago, I was asked to do an ideal protein health talk and address this specific thing. So I'm going to put a link uh, in the show notes. If you did not get to see that IP health talk where we talked about uh, how the ideal protein protocol not only can help us lose weight, but also can have a beneficial effect on many other degenerative health conditions, especially health conditions we're seeing highlighted during this COVID crisis. Um, so I'm going to put that on there so that everybody can take a look and see that. So, uh, so next, I want to move on and uh, some some of the most exciting things that you shared with me. Um, you know, again, we talked about more than how you look; it's about how you feel. And you've been feeling so good uh, that you've you've decided to to start doing some things that were uh, shall, how shall we say outside your comfort zone. Yes. So what, what are some of the things that you've started doing since you, you've done the protocol and your, your body has been changing? All right. I think 2010 is when I went through uh, the fire uh, academy, be, being trained as a community emergency response team member. But as I got older and I got more obese, I had to drop out because I couldn't physically do a lot of the rescue efforts that they were always training on. So I rejoined the team. And uh, I am taking online courses to refresh my skills. And once they, it's possible to have on-hand training, I'll be joining their classroom uh, first aid training. I also uh, do weather spotter training. I took that. And uh, at first I looked at it and said, what on earth is this? But I said, Lona, it's a new challenge. Let's try it. So I, I took the uh, Zoom course. And now I am an official weather spotter. So it'll be, I don't chase tornadoes or hurricanes. I just give input to the weather station on what I observe. And of course, I'll use common sense and hide when I need to. Um, I also <laughs> found out on Facebook that there was a, a instructor giving free jiu-jitsu classes. And I was a little curious. I was going, hmm. So I- I'm sorry. I, uh, what kind of classes, Lona? Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes. So I, I wrote him. <laughs> yes. So I text him and I said, hey, I'm 63 years old. I have replacement parts. I have a replacement knee and hip. And will this be possible for me to do some of these movements? And he said, please come in. We can always adapt some of the movements to make sure that, you know, we don't break anything. So it was eight <laughs> weeks, two nights a, a week, uh, hour and a half. And it was constant, constant moving. 
and the instructor and my uh, resting partner, she was awesome. They were very gentle with me. So I was able to flip 20, 30 year old and I was the oldest person in there. And this other lady and I were the only ones that lasted the whole eight weeks. It was awesome. Wow. It was a challenge. Yes. Wow. That is so amazing. Um, so yeah, that again, one of the things on the list, I've got a sticky note, as many people know, I like sticky notes. I've got a sticky note with all of the things that you've been, I've been kind of keeping a tally of the things that you were telling me. Um, and, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu was one of the ones I wrote in big, bold letters. Um, so then after uh, one of our, our other sessions, uh, I decided that uh, I was going to take a leap of faith. And I decided to ask you if you would ever consider coaching uh, Ideal Protein clients here at our clinic. And uh, once again, you surprised me with your answer. And I thought it was an amazing answer, although you turned me down. Can you take us through that, Lona? When you asked me, I was taken aback. Uh, I said, me? I mean, I was honored, but I was, I was really shocked. And I had to give it some thought. It was quick thought because I already had another dream. <laughs> I, I've always dreamed of joining Rubicon. And uh, I was always too obese and physically unfit to be able to ever think of joining them. So that is my goal. I am 63. I'll be 64 next month. And with the CERT training, and I'm looking into first aid and see maybe whether they give free training. Uh, I would like to get up to speed. And I hope by the time I turn 65 that I can join the East Coast Team Rubicon. Wow. There's an absolutely incredible dream and goal. Uh, to join Team Rubicon, uh, a team comprised primarily of retired veterans uh, that go to do disaster relief after hurricanes and earthquakes and all kinds of, like she said, it could be local, it could be national, it could be around the world. Um, and, and to hopefully get there by the age of 65, you know, when I was talking with Tuni Raphael, uh, one of his big points is it's never too late. Uh, the poor boy is still in his forties. So I don't know what he's talking about because we both have him beat. Yeah. I think that you are an incredible example of, of this concept of it's never too late. And this team Rubicon goal, I, I can't wait to, to see you go through this training and I hope that you get to realize that. Um, all right. So uh, next, I want to move on uh, to the last thing that I'm going to do with most of our featured guests. And uh, that is, I ask uh, my featured guests to give me their individual, because life possible is a very individual concept. Lona, give us, please, your individual uh, definition of life possible. I had to give it a lot of thought so I could really articulate what all this means to me. Um, it means to step outside my comfort zone, my old comfort zone, where I was so obese, I could hide in it. But now I can step out and I can always embrace new challenges. And, and I, I do it with uh, enthusiasm and, and joy. And, and it's just been awesome. That's, I think that's fantastic. And the, the, the summary statement is life possible is somewhere outside your comfort zone, right? Yes. Um, all right. So thank you so much, Lona, for spending this time with us. Like I said, I know that there's many people out there who are going to identify with you and your story. Um, as we prayed earlier, I really hope that uh, 
God will touch somebody out there who needed to hear this message. And uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to put you uh, in backstage real quick, uh, take care of some things and I'll bring you back to take us out. All right. So we're wrapping up this episode. Thank you so much for bearing with us. Um, I wanted to uh, say that we uh, will continue. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to accomplish with this program and inspire uh, in other clinic owners and coaches was for them to contact me and suggest uh, their candidates who would be amazing guests because they're living their amazing life possible. Um, so after our last episode with Tony Raphael, uh, I did receive just uh, such a suggestion and, uh, I am happy and very excited to announce that our next episode, um, I'll be featuring this man, Mauricio Bueno. Uh, Mauricio has an incredible story. Um, his, uh, I am, uh, picture showed up through my feed actually very shortly after we discussed this and uh, he is two years out from that initial weight loss so he's been able to maintain his weight loss for two years i can't wait to spend the next two weeks with mauricio uh, getting to know him and getting to learn about his life possible because i'm sure it's absolutely amazing um if uh, if this episode struck a chord uh, and you think it would be helpful to your friends or family, please share this on your Facebook page, share this with other people. And uh, if it inspired you to start the Ideal Protein program, I would hope that you would go to the corporate website at idealprotein.com, use the clinic locator to find your closest clinic. If you are near Centerville, Virginia, we would certainly love to have you at Barnes Chiropractic Health and Fitness. So uh, I am hoping that we are going to air that next episode in two weeks. So keep looking for us in two weeks. And uh, with this, I am going to bring uh, Lona back into our feed. Let's see if I can get her back. And then I'm going to say, hey, Lona. My name is Lona Jukawa, and I'm living life possible.